York, New York, big city of dreams. I'm coming, coming, I'm coming straight out. New York, New York, big city of dreams. What's going on? This is Jay Ellis from the Nick of Time Show. Here giving you that Nick's talk just in the nick of time. And it's time to talk about who the lost man. The Knicks lose to the Clippers. 144 to 122. It was a bad night, man. Night of a back to back. Seems like the Knicks were in this game um, for much of the first half until a certain point in the second quarter where it seems like we could not just get back in transition defense. And we just never was able to recover. The scoring, once again, isn't nearly a problem. 122 points in this game. But the Clippers, 144 points scored by the Clippers. Man. 144 points scored by the Clippers. And this has been the theme. This has been the theme for the entire month of December, really. Looking at the numbers, the Knicks have the third best Offense in the league in December, Ryan. The third best offense in the league. So we're talking about how many points we're putting up. We're putting up 120, 130, all these triple-digit points that we've never seen before. But in December, the Knicks have the worst defense in the league in December. And, you know, things got exacerbated when Mitch went down because at least at some point this season we had – a reliable center who can, you know, at least slow down opposing centers, played some good pick and roll defense. With him down, uh, he, Sims hasn't really been able to pick up the slack we wanted to. And it's been just been fires everywhere, Ryan G. Well, we're going to talk about this game. We're going to talk about the the bad, the bad, the ugly, and good. Eh, not much good to really talk about. There's some, you know, moral victory type of stuff, so little things that are in, in that are, that I, I like that I saw, but it's minuscule to what took place last night versus Clippers, and we're going to talk about it. So let me just introduce you to the man, the myth, the legend, the God, the stats, and the facts. Ryan G's in the building. Yeah. What's good, everybody? Terrible loss last night. Terrible. Terrible. Extremely terrible. Uh, <laughs> I want to get your thoughts. I'll just start off. I'll just, play, I'll just pass the ball to you because the Knicks only had 20 assists. So I just want to get used to, you know, the panel and everybody watching to get to know what passing the ball looks like. So, Ryan G, what do you think? <laughs> well, of course, looking at the numbers, the issue with the defense, and I think this game was a clear example. Even the Suns game, even mm-hmm. though the Knicks won the game against the Suns, it's clear that Mitch in the middle – the Knicks are definitely missing them because if you watch the game against the Clippers, <clears throat> although Sims is although Sims has good energy, he's a good defensive player. I I think when it comes to guarding the pick and roll and just the fact that he doesn't have the size to deal with these bigs on other teams like Mitch has, yeah, it's just making the de- it's just making defense even more difficult for the Knicks because the Clippers were running were running a bunch of pick and roll last night against the Knicks and the Knicks couldn't stop it, spammed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they would kill the Knicks off the pick and roll, and and I, I even though the even though the Knicks gave up 144 points in that in the first half, I wouldn't say the Knicks defense was terrible per se. Mm. 
I feel like the Knicks did show good effort on defense despite the fact they couldn't stop the pick and roll. What really killed the Knicks was that run that the Clippers made towards the end of the second quarter and and, and it continued going into the third quarter. Yeah. Because at one point, the Knicks were up by four points. And I think two straight turnovers, I think one by Julius Renner where he lost um, control of the ball mm -hmm. and then he tried to throw it back in and then it started a Clippers fast break and the Clippers hit a three off of that. And then the next turnover where I think I forgot who it was, but they fed a pocket past the hardest side in the middle, and then hardest side couldn't hold the ball, and then that turned into another transition three. That from that time on, the momentum just shifted. Yeah, and the Clippers were just able to take that on to win the game. But yeah, Mitchell not being in the middle is disastrous for the Knicks, and it worries me about the next game as well because the Lakers have a big man in Anthony Davis who's been beasting this season. And the way the way the Knicks been guarding the pick, the pick and roll and the fact that Sims can't really deal with these bigs in the middle that are tall and lanky like Anthony Davis. Yeah, I, I'm I'm not <laughs> I'm not looking forward to that game against the Lakers at all. And yeah, but mainly but mainly but mainly it's the defense. The Knicks are gonna have to try to find some way to kind of patch up the defense with Mitch not being there because Mitch is gonna be out for two months. And if the defense continues to go on like this. It's not going to be a pleasant two months. Yeah, we we at this point last year we were like a five hundred team with Mitch out. We we're just looking to try to tread some water and be a five hundred team. I'm with Mitch out until he gets back. That's really what the goal is. Um, I don't know, but shoot, we we signed Taj Gibson. Maybe we should just we should send on Nerlens Noel that hey big head text. <laughs> and bring him back to the squad or something because we need help. We definitely help. And the the funny thing, Ryan, you know, we were struggling with three point defense beforehand. Like, uh, Mitch is a great defender. He helps us guard the pick and roll. But let's not pretend like we did. We didn't have problems before Mitch. Like we on this program, we talked about the three point defense hasn't been good even with Mitch here. But now with Mitch being out, it's like there's a, there's a fire on both fronts now. It's like we can't stop the three, and now we can't stop the paint as well. Um, I was reading, I was looking at some stats. We were, I think we're 18th in the league in three point defense, which is which is not good. Um, but I, I want to get back to something you talked about that stretch because I I kind of went back and documented what was happening in that stretch, and that was a crucial stretch for us. Uh, first. They were playing great defense on us, and to the point where our guys weren't weren't able to get into our comfortable spots as well. Like usually, you see Julius Randle posting up, we weren't really able to give him the ball. Kawhi the claw kind of shut him down, made it really hard for us to to give him any entry passes. Uh, in that regard, um, we really didn't see Jalen Brunson get off as well. Tyrell Ty Ty did a good job of pushing the defense beyond that three point line. Like I've seen, I was seeing, I was seeing bodies two feet above the three point line in the corner, uh, at the top of the key, but kind of pushing him to the side. Tyrone, Tyrone Lou, he he did a great job of scheming to get Jalen Brunson out of his rhythm. They definitely sold that fifty point game the other night, and we're like, we're not gonna just be letting you shoot uh, long ball threes. Uh, you, you're gonna have to figure out how to how to get into paint and use your big. So. We actually ended up spamming a lot of pick and rolls with Hartenstein yesterday <laughs> as a response, and it was working for a, a decent amount, which is why Hartenstein had 12 points. 
Um, but um, I'm gonna get back to that second quarter where things went crazy. We had Randall, who had the that turnover that led to a transition three. Then right after that, we fed Hartenstein for our own pocket pass pick and roll, and transition three again. But this time it's like this transition three is where I seen the problem because when I looked at looked at the tape again. We have everybody racing back in transition. Randall actually gets back in transition this time, Ryan. And instead of finding a shooter and trying to close out because Trey Mann was, was open, he immediately goes for a rebound. And that's the things that can't happen. Now, Randall, for the most part, was really active yesterday, uh, for the most part. But little things like that against teams like this, little mistakes become big mistakes very quickly. And when you have both back-to-back mistakes like that, it, it do does you in, and that's one of them that happened. And then the, the right after that, this Knicks is, is used to being an offensive rebounding team. Right after that, the Knicks uh, missed a layup, and they missed a lot of like little layups, try to get the offensive rebound. While everybody else is trying to get the offensive rebound, the Clippers are out. They were gone. So you have... Three or four Knicks trying to get the offensive rebounds, and you have the Clippers, three or four Clippers already in the fast break. We missed that rebound, and then there's another three. <laughs> uh, and then you have the Devo versus James Harden matchup when James Harden uh, gets a ghost foul for three, which was crazy. That he never challenged. And then right after that, you have, you have Julius Randle fighting back, getting an N1. And Terrence Mann, somehow, I don't know what he did. He manipulated the ref into giving Randall a tech. And this is actually Randall's first tech of the year. Yeah. Bruh. It it, it was just a marriott of things that happened in that second quarter, back to back to back. And we can never really recover. Some of of those mistakes were small, but those mistakes are big with teams like this who are on a six-game winning streak. And we could just... You can just never recover, man. You can just never recover. Yeah, and speaking on that Randall incident, that baffled me because I feel like Randall wasn't doing anything. Like Randall got the N one, he was hyped, he was excited. He was, I think, I think his his emotion. He was trying to get his team going with his emotion. Right. And all of a sudden, Terrence Man started getting up in his face, and and Julius Randall was trying to, you know, he was trying to back off. He wasn't trying to do anything, but Terrence Man kept kept getting into his space. And then Julius Randle finally like gave him a little shove. I was like, "Yo, you know, like, kind of like get off me." Yeah, his, his fingers were in Julius Randle's like, face. Like, of course you have yeah, a natural yeah. reaction to push somebody's hand out of your face. Like, you just don't exactly. do that. And, and it's like I don't, I don't have an issue with them giving Julius Randle the tech. I'm like, I, right. I mean, it is what it is. But give Terrence Mann a tech too, because he was going up and because he, he was the one that all up in Julius Randle's face to begin with. Yeah, I didn't understand how he didn't get a tech there. And then on top of that, Josh Hart early in the second quarter. I don't, I don't know what Josh Hart said. Bruh. But the fact that they threw him out off of one technical, like, that was crazy to me. It was bad. It was really bad. The fact that the the Clippers had 30 free throws in that first half, which is ridiculous. I'm not blaming the rest completely because the Clippers are really good. They had a lot of really tough shots. RJ and Julius Randle had their work cut out out for them. Um, Julius Randle even more so, they go both got torched. But when you're looking at the type of fouls 
it was. I mean, you can't help but be like, okay, you're calling it on one side, but you're not calling it on the other side because the Clippers were very handy, handsy, right? They're like swiping, they're they're swiping on passes, they're swiping on dribbles, they're they're swiping all day. But you know, they got the benefit of the doubt, but the Knicks never got the benefit of the doubt on the other side with the same type of active hands type of defense. So it, it was it was extremely weird the the ref imbalance that was happening yesterday, especially when you consider Josh Hart um, gets ejected. And he didn't look demonstrative. He didn't look he didn't he he wasn't it didn't look like he was showing the ref out. He was walking away from the ref and he gets two quick texts um text to exit the game and you need Josh Hart to help you defend guys like Kawhi and 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 Paul George uh to give some of these guys a blow and without Mitchell Robinson already there you doing another defender it, it makes it it makes it it makes it tough for us man it makes it tough for us it's a rough it was a rough one <laughs> Man, but it, it it is what it is. This is one of those games. It's just one of those games where you know the Clippers are a good team. I got to give them credit. They figured it out. You know, James Harden. James Harden. He's not even shooting anymore. Really, he's just pretty much setting people up, and they're finishing. Uh, and then you just they have Paul George and Kawhi Leonard taking all the shots to move Russell Westbrook to the bench. They figured it out. They won six in a row. They straight up beat us. <laughs> they they straight up beat us. Um, I know it was a bat to back, and let's be clear: the NBA schedule makers aren't making this easy for the Knicks. Uh, shout out to Raw. He said something interesting. He said he feels like Dolan is pissing off the NBA so much that he feels like they're giving us uh, the raw end of the deal when it comes to the schedule. And I'm not listen. This schedule is so crazy. I'm not even. Can't even like I'm not even fighting it. Like we we were playing, you played the Bucks five times, we played the Celtics five times. We I think I feel like we played the most back to backs and road games in the league so far early December. It's been a rough schedule. So for us to be even where we are, sixth place in the East after the schedule, uh, is still to be commendable. And we if we beat the Lakers, uh, which is gonna be a tough task, um, we'll come out of here five hundred and <laughs> that's what we want. That's what we want at this point. For real, I'm I'm hoping and praying to God that the Lakers that I saw against the San Antonio Spurs is the Lakers that pop up against the Knicks on Monday night because that's what it's going to take for the Knicks to pull out a victory against the damn Lakers in LA on Monday with the way they're playing at the moment. That's a fact. I just need the Knicks to be hungry. Like, and as much you, we still need to f- figure certain things out defensively. We need to figure out the pick and roll. Um, we need to figure out how to communicate more effectively on defense. Now, there were stretches where we did it yesterday, uh, but there was also stretches where we didn't. We still need to be better at communicating on defense so we don't have these elapses sometimes. And I do commend the effort that the Knicks gave in the third quarters, but we have to communicate. Uh, transition defense has been killing us all year. On transition defense, it's not enough just to get back. You have to get back. And you have to match up. You have to, and to do that, you have to communicate. And even people like Julius Randle, you have to find those shooters, and not, like I said, not just get back, get back, and match up quickly. And that takes communication. 
and that takes hustle. We can't, we cannot slip on the little things, especially right now where we don't have Mitchell Robinson here. Um, and also, you know, we don't have, uh, we don't have uh, the best perimeter defense. So like even Jalen Brunson, like, I feel like he got burned on some pick and roll stuff where he couldn't get over the screens. Like our margin forever isn't, isn't here right now. So we have to, we have to communicate and we have to do a better job of that. And we need to be hungry enough to get this win versus the Lakers. All facts. <laughs> mm-hmm. A salute to the chat. Yo, salute to, I see you guys. Shout out to Michael Moore. Shout out to Sherwin. Shout out to Ivory and everybody else rocking with the KOT show. All right. Um, there was, there was some good things that I saw. Like the offense, look, we had 20 assists. We only had 20 assists. So I wish there was more passing. Um, Sometimes though, sometimes it's like you pass, but if you don't make the bucket, you don't get the assist. So sometimes that could be it. But um, I have to see how that worked out. But you, you want more assists, of course. But what I did like to see was RJ Barrett in that third quarter seemed like he came to life. He seemed like he was kind of carrying us in that third quarter for a second where we couldn't score, which is why sometimes when Tibbs takes him out, you kind of squint your eyes like, ah, I understand. Understand your rotations and you want to play him with the second unit, but RJ is cooking. He's the only one cooking at this moment. This might be a time to let RJ Barrett cook some more. I like uh, his his three-point shooting. It seemed like he was coming, but what I really liked about RJ is the floater game. It seems like his, his touch is regaining. He had, he's, he's done really well sealing his man off in the pick and roll, using his body as a shield, and then getting that floater in. So I really like that about RJ. Uh, Randall, um, he got torched. He got torched on offense. Um, actually, it, it was um, watching the game back today and seeing everything again helped me put more things in perspective. Um, I was less mad at Randall watching the game back than I was yesterday because I feel like a lot, he did mess up with certain things like uh, Kawhi Leonard, Diving to the basket, he fell asleep, or not matching up in transition to me was a problem. But um, he was he was engaged for the most part from the opening tip, and that's what I want to see from Randall from now on, not just the nights he just picks to. Um, and offensively, we look we everybody shot well from the field. It's just we gotta we gotta stop somebody, man. <laughs> we just gotta stop somebody. Get bad. Yeah, at the end of the day, it's going to be the defense that you're looking at because the Knicks have been scoring the rock. It's just a matter of, you know, you stopping the other player. And I was I was actually impressed with Randall's defense, despite the fact Kawhi did torture him. Because sometimes, you know, when a player is as great as Kawhi, there's only so much you can do. When that player's on, that player's going to torture you. And I felt like he played pretty good defense on Kawhi. It's just that at times... You know, you're just not going to stop him. It, yeah. it just it is what it is. He's going to kill you. And I feel like with RJ Barrett as well on def- on defense, I thought he did a pretty decent job on Paul George as well. I agree. But again, Paul George, when when he's a good player, when he's on, you, you, there's, not, there's only so much you can do. And, th- and both of those guys are on last night, Kawhi and Paul George. So it is what it is. You know, sometimes you, you can play good defense, but sometimes those guys just have better offense. You know, but um, but overall, I'm all, I'm always gonna go back to the defense because it's not like the Knicks are struggling scoring the ball. They are scoring the ball at a pretty high rate, 
you know, um, Barrett had a good game, you know, with 18, was it 18 points? And yeah, he was, you know, efficient. like you said, he was, he was doing well in the third quarter. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how well you play on offense. If you can't stop him on defense, it's null and void. No, I agree. I agree. Kawhi was definitely, Kawhi was going all the way off with Randall Drake all over him. And so was, was Paul George. Um, right now, it's really personnel, you know what I mean? It's really personnel. Like, even um, DiVincenzo, right? DiVincenzo, he was keeping us in the game, right? First part. I think he had 12 points in the first quarter or something crazy. He was really finding his spot from three. He kind of, he reminds me a little bit of, he he, he kind of reminds me of Evan with, like, better defense, to be honest with you. Because Evan found a way to um, to shoot in tight spaces where you, there isn't that much open space. And he's like, oh, I got the curl. I got three seconds. I got 0.2 seconds to shoot it. I'm, I'm going to get this curl. I'm going to throw the bucket up and it goes in. Uh, even Chenzo has found a really, has, has done a really good job finding his open spots and putting it up quickly because those windows on offense are really small for, for shooters and he's found them. Um, and defensively, he, look, he he tried too, man. He, I felt like um, he forced a turnover. He forced a turnover on um, on James Harden to open the game. Um, but then James Harden got him. The thing with DiVincenzo sometimes is he gets too aggressive, and I felt like he falls for the shot fakes a little bit too much, and that's when he gets into into trouble. And I feel like he 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 was getting himself into foul trouble, being a little bit too uh, hoppy on defense. Now Grimes is a better defender, but at the same time he's not giving you the threes like Dante. And who knows? It's, it's still James Harden, right? So he it, it might not it might not even matter. <laughs> it might not even matter if you put Grimes on James Harden because James Harden just be cooking. You know what I mean? So it, it's just one of those things where we play a team like this. You you hope. That the Knicks ha- uh, solve a, a personnel problem at some point, where maybe we can get even a longer defender somewhere to help put out a fire somewhere on the floor. Uh, that's all I can. That's all. I, that's all I can really say. Like, yeah, at the end of the day, <laughs> that's the move that the Knicks need to make. They need to. They need to get a, a long wing defender because, you know, for guys like. Because if, if you look at this Knicks team, they always struggle against those type of players like a Kawhi, Paul George, Jason Tatum, players like that. Those wing mm-hmm. guys that are like 6'7", six, 6'8", six, and they can score at will and things of that nature. Like Knicks always struggle guarding those guys. And you and I mean, yeah, does Josh Hart play good good defense against those, those guys? He does. But at the end of the day, Josh Hart is like 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, right. He he play he plays above his height, but at the end of the day, he's still small compared to those guys. So the Knicks need to you you would hope that they would go after a a wing defender who's at least like six seven six eight, you know, long and can and can actually match up against those type of players and help the Knicks out on the defensive end. But until that happens, you know, they gotta they gotta do with what they have and try to see if they can patch up the defense and the areas where you know they're struggling at the moment. Nah, no, nah, I agree. I agree. Uh, and I'm not sure if you're going to get uh, per- any personnel help 
in this uh in this draft class, not this draft class, and it's by the trade deadline. Although we do need it, that might be something that happens in the offseason, but hopefully we do. Like I'm still I'm still looking at OG as a possibility. I'm hoping I'm hoping that, you know, they get uh, they get over us trying to sue them or something, you know. A little lawsuit. <laughs> they got you got, got it. Y'all got it. You know, <laughs> they just get over it. Um but that we, this, we need personnel, man. Sometimes, sometimes it's just really a personnel thing. Um, and like I said, Josh Hart being out early didn't help because I know people people be talking about trades, and they're and they er, they only concentrate on scoring, and it's baffling to me. Uh, and like I led the program talking about this stat: the Knicks were a top three defense in December. Three defense, but we're number thirty. I mean, a top three offense. I'm sorry, the Knicks were a top three offense in December. A top three offense, but we are dead last in defense in December. So when guys are talking about, oh, we should get this guy who can score, and get this guy, we can, we've been scoring 130, 125, 100. We've been scoring fine. We've been scoring fine, like. I'm not opposed to having a, a scorer on this team, but this whatever whatever we have on this team, we need defense as well. Dante started off fine. He's shooting threes. He shot he shot what twelve points in the first half. He was keeping up with it. He was helping us keep up with the output. But at the end of the day, we have to stop somebody. And when you're looking at what the Clippers did, the Clippers stopped us at some point. Even though we scored 120 something points, we like they they were able to do it, and we have to be able to do that as well. Um, but yeah, salute to the chat, man. Uh, if you want to chat, you can go ahead and get to that Discord link. The Discord link is pinned to the top of the chat for anybody who wants to talk next basketball. Um, so you can go ahead and do that. I don't know if you have anything else to add to that, Ryan. I hate losing. Uh, honestly, this is the type of game where it's like you brush it under under the rug and you move on. And you really don't want to talk about it that much. I, I, I don't, <laughs> yo. I I know. I was just like, I hit the group text today. I was just like, I don't even want to talk. I like, man, I don't want to talk about this bug. <laughs> <laughs> I don't talk about this bug. It was a struggle coming on today, being like, you know what? We we didn't talk about this game. It was a struggle. <laughs> it was a struggle, and it was just like, oh. Then Josh Hart goes down. And I'm just like, oh, here we go. We like we need those big guys to defend. We need those big guys to defend. And, it, and it's funny, like I saw people online complaining that IQ was only got 19 minutes, and it's gonna be good big minutes for Grimes. But it was like, I don't know, man. It's when when you, it's tough. When when. When you're when the problem is not to say because IQ is a great defender and his plus minuses are good right across the board even like the last game he didn't shoot well but he had the highest plus minus on the team because but you know it's because of the defense but then when you're looking at matchups and you're looking at the Clippers the Clippers have a big front line like a really you you you're starting off with James Harden then you have Paul George and then right after Paul George. You have Kawhi Leonard. Who are you putting IQ on? If Brunson is in the game, you can't do the the Brunson IQ uh, two man, two headed snake thing like you usually do. You know what I mean? You can get away with that with certain matchups. When your matchup has a tall point guard and James Harden, and then Paul George, who's a brolic two guard, and 
Kawhi Leonard is a more brolic three. Like, what do you do? You saw they, you saw what Russell Westbrook did to, to IQ when he posted him up barbecue chicken. They clip, man. I hate you. I hate Tyrone for that. Though. I hate Tyrone for that, though. <laughs> he cleared it out. Russ was doing it to the both of them. Russ was doing that to Brunson, and he was doing that to. Um, That's IQ. right. Oh. He barbecue chicken Brunson too. <laughs> <laughs> and the Brunson was like, I'm gonna try to get you get this foul on you. You're not gonna just be barbecue chicken and me. I think he went right back and tried to like get him in foul trouble, but it, it gets tough. It, it like I like I understand certain people want to see more IQ, but because he's not that big, when you playing these big tall front line dudes, you you're not put you not I IQ is a great defender. You're not putting him on Paul George. <laughs> you're just not putting him. Do you see how you see what he did to RJ? And RJ is like a big dude. RJ stood in front of Paul George, perfect defense, got in front of him. And Paul George is just like, eh, fade away. Like, it, like I don't know. Sometimes, I, sometimes people only think about one side of the ball. I think, that's my, I think that's my biggest complaint with how people see the game sometimes. They only see one side of the ball. And they, and they, and they only see, oh, this guy has good numbers here how come he doesn't work right now well you have to put everything in perspective like yes he has good numbers here that's because of the matchup that's because of how he's being used if brunson wasn't here say 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 maybe 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 this maybe this might be your complaint right your your, your biggest complaint might be well brunson doesn't have it today so put brunson on the bench and start iq ah or put instead of and put iq in there okay i can kind of see that but Brunson wasn't necessarily having a bad offensive game yesterday, so I, I don't know if you can do that yesterday either. That, that's just that's yeah. I don't think yesterday's game was a game to be like, yeah, take Brunson out and put an IQ. Like, nah, Brunson wasn't having a terrible game offensively. I mean, to be real about it, there was really nobody on the mix that was having a, that was having a quote unquote terrible offensive game. Nah. Really, nah. It was just it was just, it was defense. It was just strictly defense. I saw I saw Brunson get caught, uh, not going over a screen. And this is like the little things where I I feel like Grimes would react better to Dante. Like Brunson Brunson gets beat on the screen, and Terrence Rand has to you know get to the hole, and Dante is now caught between should I stop stop Terrence man or should I like try to like be with my man? And I feel like. In that moment, he should try to stop Terrence. Man, Brunson tried to like push him in front of him, <laughs> <laughs> and it didn't really work, and it ended up being a score. It's like little things like that where I'm like, man, maybe Grimes would have reacted better. But at the end of the day, though, you still need that shooting. It's, it's damned if you do, damned if you don't. So it it, it is what it is. It just is what it is. <laughs> Sherman says IQ's defense is just as bad as Brunson's lately. Okay. <laughs> okay, Sharon. And Sherwood, you you still haven't acknowledged that Julius Randle's defense be bad a lot of days. So, so I, I I can't really take you seriously. I'm sorry. <laughs> nah, he came into the chat saying don't blame Julius Randle. And I'm like, yo, nobody was blaming Julius. Nobody Randall. was blaming Julius Randle. <laughs> Like I, I actually, I actually thought he did the best he could on Kawhi. Just that Kawhi is, is a beast. You can't, you can't stop him. Sometimes it is what it is. Yeah, no, I was blaming Julius Randle. Now, if you was, if you saw me uh, the Phoenix game, 
I was laying into Julius Randle for the first half of the Phoenix game where he decided to uh to check out and let <laughs> and let Kevin Durant shoot standstill corner threes for a half. But you know, of course he wasn't there for that post game because you know you would have to take accountability and that's not what you do. <laughs> but salute, yo, salute to the chat, salute to Shot Powers, salute to the guy, salute to Sherwin who be trolling, <laughs> salute to Fritz. She was everybody else is rocking with the KOT show. Shout out to Ebony and Lee, who's not here yet, but uh, you are here in spirit. Um, yeah, I, I'm good. I'm good talking about this. I'm good talking about this game, but I, I will say this: I'm working on having a good, a, a big guest. You know, we have working on having a big guest. So thank you guys for supporting the channel and for the guys who who are enjoying it. We appreciate you. Um, and once the guest is really confirmed, they'll be excited and happy to announce it. But we're working on a big guest for you guys. So, um, thank you for supporting the KLT show because your support helps us bring the guests. So, uh, please keep liking, please keep subscribing and, uh, enjoying the content. Um, but yeah, and also the discord is open. I feel like ever since I switched over from the phones, this people is like, ah, oh, discord, the discord is a lot easier managed when we, when we first used discord i feel i feel like people have ptsd from the old discord where you have to go like go through like six different channels you don't gotta do that no more. you just gotta click one link and talk to fritz and that's it it's a lot simpler it's not you don't have to be a rocket scientist it's really simple so if you guys do want to talk hit the discord definitely can all right cool <clears throat> craig when iq is out there he just looks for his own shot um he has his assist numbers have been very low lately. He he has been kind of shot hunting. I feel like he started out the season um, setting people up more. Uh, I do feel like um, I do feel like though yesterday everybody was on the same page of setting up Hartenstein for pick and rolls, and I saw it from Brunson. I saw it from IQ. I saw it from a, a few different people, but I, I do agree in general. He has been shooting a lot more uh, and he's just been like, he's been, he's just been the gunner. So yeah, see, I, I, I agree with that. All right. All right, cool. Uh, so if you like that show, hit the like and subscribe. We, well, we can get to the, the, the bruh picks. I don't know if you have any bruh picks, Brian G. Bruh. Yeah, I do have a bruh pick. Matter of fact, um, my first broad pick is the Detroit Pistons because last night the Bucks were handing the Pistons their ass. 30-point lead in the fourth quarter. So the Bucks were like, you know what? This game is getting out of hand. I'm going to take Giannis out of the game. I'm going to take the starters out of the game and put in the bench players. Mm. This game was getting so out of hand, Giannis was like, you know what? This game is done. So you know what? It's daddy time. And he brought the kids onto the bench while the game was still going on. Wow. And the game was finishing. My man had his kids on the bench with the other players. And my guy was like, you know what? I'm not even paying attention to this game. No more. It's daddy time. This game is done. Damn. <laughs> Bruh. It kind of reminds me of like the the LeBron James water bottle challenge where like the game is going on. He's just spinning by. Whoa, yeah. And he's like celebrating, not even looking at the game. Yeah, it kind of feels. Yo, is is what is up? Is Giannis on some like disrespect mode? Like, what happened? Like, <laughs> I have no idea, yo. Ever since he's, I feel like ever since he's come to America, 
he's starting to change and he's starting to pick up some habits. Like the way he was charging into the, into the locker room to get his basketball for the game was different. I don't know. Like I've always, I always saw Giannis as like the gentle giant who kind of just he laughs and he chuckles and he played hard in basketball, but he's harmless. But I don't know, man. He's been having some type of weird edge lately. I don't know if Dame being there is doing that or what, but it's been interesting. <laughs> yeah, it definitely has. Um, Giannis definitely has added some kind of demon time to his personality <laughs> this season. For sure. For sure. For sure. For sure. <laughs> Space Ghost said that. I saw that too, Ryan. Nah, I hear you. Facts and my second broad pick. I'm sorry, but I gotta do it. My second broad pick goes to Jericho City. I knew it was coming. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god. But my guy tried his best. Oh. He tried his best. Damn. But Zubak went up for the dunk. My guy tried to challenge it and he got baptized. My man fell to the floor and everything. He got the, he got baptized. He it was a baptismal font that night. He got baptized. Bruh. Yeah, Jericho Sims, rest in peace, man. Like he, he's <laughs> Jericho Sims died yesterday. I always know. Like we might need to decide to do something just because I don't know if he's still living. Like we might need Nerlens Noel. I don't know Dwight Howard. I don't know. We might need somebody because that was, woo. Yeah, that that was nasty. That was nasty. He hit the floor and fell backwards into the camera, people. Oh, and he can jump. It's not just yeah. enough to jump. Shout out to Rose said this is it's not just enough to be able to jump. You have to be when you're when you're not as big and you don't have the length in your arms, you have to time things. You can't just jump, you have to time things. And yeah, he timed that wrong. <laughs> Very wrong. Very wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, yeah, Dish Dash is welcome to the NBA moment. That's for sure, yo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That is for sure. Man. All right. Yeah. I, my man, my bro pick is just, is the Clippers ref, man. Clippers ref, man. Bruh. I still do not understand how you throw Josh Hart out of that game, giving him two quick technicals where he was not being boisterous. He wasn't being, you know, obnoxious. I don't know what he said, but he was walking away from you. You're an NBA ref. He's, you let that go. He's not showing you up. He's walking away from you. And then to exacerbate the problem, right after that, you give Julius Randle a tech. For what? Terrence Mann is antagonizing him, following him, puts his finger in his face. All Julius Randle does is swat his hand away. And then Randle gets a tech and Terrence Mann gets nothing. Bruh. I don't know, man. The fix, the fix was looking like it's in. The fix was looking, like we didn't need, we didn't need any more help. All right? We we were already getting torched by Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. We was already getting torched already, but the refereeing wasn't helping, man. The refereeing wasn't helping. I don't know. That's crazy. That's crazy. Uh, but yeah, that's all I got to say. I got nothing. I got nothing, man. I got nothing. Yeah, I, got, I ain't got nothing either. I'm just hoping that I see a much better performance against the Lakers on Monday. That's all I'm hoping for. Yeah, and we need to find a way to do this without just outscoring people. Uh, we have to. I don't know if we have to find a new scheme to kind of bottle up this P 
pick and roll defense um, because that hasn't been working. I don't know. We have to swarm more to help Jericho Sims out because depending on the size of the center, he's getting overpowered. When we play the Lakers, Anthony Davis is no small fry. That man is a huge human. So I we might we might need to help out Sims. It can't just be no one on one thing. Um, we have to figure, and we still have to figure out the, the three point defense. I actually like I actually I like most of our rotations. Actually, I like most of our rotations, but transition defense for sure. Yeah, transit. I know what pick and roll defense, transition defense. <laughs> Are probably the biggest flaws for us yesterday. Um, and even point of attack defense. Uh, we, those things need to be cleaned up. When we in transition, match up. We can't be leaving three point shooters open. Match up. Um, yeah, that's it. That's it, man. That's all I got to say. Hopefully, we, we get this win versus the Lakers. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, if the Knicks can give the Knicks can end this West Coast road trip two and two, I will be more than happy and more than pleased. Absolutely, man. If we come, if we come out with a win with the Lakers, then I'll, I'll take that to the bank, no problem. That Utah loss was still horrendous, but it is funny. If that Utah loss does not happen, I'm not sure if you get the the Brunson fifty burger because when you heard him talk, it seemed like that game happened because he was so mad. About the Utah loss. And then even in this loss, you saw Brunson's face on the bench. He looked pissed. He was just like, God. he was mad. He was big mad. So I don't know. We might see a big game from Brunson on on the Lakers, depending on how they guard him. But you know, Lakers, they can tap in when they want to. You saw what they did to to Tyrese. Um, they doubled him and made somebody else beat them. But, um, you know, Dante's been hitting three. So if they double Brunson into the top and he passes to Dante, that might not be good for them. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. We'll see what happens. All right. That is the show. Thank you guys for watching. If you like the show, hit that like and subscribe. We go live after every game. It's been a crazy West Coast trip. So what we've been doing is we've been going, we've been doing, um, you've been doing the lives the next day because doing lives starting at 1 a.m. and 2 a.m. is, oof, it's rough. <laughs> it's rough. So for the Lakers game, are we doing that after the game or are we doing that on Tuesday? Because the lack the Lakers game, what time is the Lakers game start? It's, it's another 10 o'clock game. It's like 10 o'clock, 10.30. It's a 10.30 game. Hmm. Do you, what do you feel like, Ryan? Should we do that on? The thing is, if we do wait till Tuesday to do it, it's going to have to be in the evening because, you know, it works. So. I won't be able to do it during the early in the day. Like I would, uh, I would have to do it like. You know what? You I know, might have TV. to do it. Actually, I might have to do it that Monday night because I do have. Filming, we filling, filling Nick, we filling uh, Nick Tac Toe on Tuesday. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I just realized I'm filming Nick Tac Toe on Tuesday uh, with the, my girls at Nick's Omni Fan. So actually, for you guys in the chat, if you want to actually participate in that episode, of Nick Tac Toe, hit me up. Um, you do actually. Win something, you can win like a $25 gift card. Um, yeah. And you get to be on KOT playing uh, one of the best games coming out. So but we are filming it on Tuesday. So sorry, yeah, probably we have to do it on Monday and kill ourselves. I hopefully it's a win because I hate talking about a loss at 1 a.m. 
Exactly. <laughs> something, something about a loss at 1 a.m. makes me not want to talk about it. Okay. <laughs> Much rather talk about a loss like at 2 in the afternoon. You know? <laughs> oh, man. All right, yo. But, yo, thank you guys for watching, man. That That is our show. Um, yeah, Ryan G, man. Let them know where you can find you. You can find me on Twitter at Ryan G K O T. You can also find me on Instagram at Sir G is chilling. Sir G is chilling. That's S I R is wait S I R G is C H I L L I N. I don't know if whatever you can't say. You got to spell your name, bro. Say off the weed. Oh man, yo. Uh, makes you forget, man. Makes you forget. Uh, uh, you can find me. You already know the finals. You can find us at the KOT Show on Twitter, the Nick and Time Show on Instagram, and the Nick and Time Show on Facebook. And yeah, we will be back after the Knicks Lakers. And you know, we'll be doing a late night game. It won't be on Tuesday because I have to do the Nick Tac Toe on Tuesday. So yeah, check us after the Knicks Lakers. And hopefully, we'll be talking about a win at one in the morning. All right? Cool. Facts. All right. That's our quick show and to the point. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. And as always, shut out the worldwide west. Everywhere we go, we leave a worldwide mess. It's a mess out here in these Knicks YouTube streets. That is the show. We out this mug. Peace. Uh,